This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Fellow Fox fans, how are we? It's Friday night. It's the preview show. Let me ask you something. You got any plans this weekend? Well, maybe in one day, 23 hours, 26 minutes, and 14 seconds, if we're going to be precise, 10, 9, 8, you, you might just have one of these. Do you fancy a semi this weekend? I'll tell you what. It's been a long time since I've had a weekend semi. Well, it's a long time since I've had a semi at all, if I'm totally honest with you. Just ask the ex-missus. 1982 was the last time I had a semi. And, um, <laughs> I don't think I could manage one these days. But if you're going to enjoy a semi, let me also say that you might just enjoy this. Yes, it's 
Barry Pierpoint, you might enjoy Barry Pierpoint. I don't know if he's available, but he's got a book out, Minding My Own Football Business. It's the story of Leicester City in the 90s. I'll tell you something, right, guys. You look at the likes of Newcastle and some of these clubs now and you think they're badly run. You want to see what Leicester was like uh, early 1990s. Um, <laughs> we're better now. Let me just put it that way. Barry was our first chief executive. He took us from private to public ownership, probably set us up for a lot of what happened after that. Go to his website, www.allthews.mindingmyownfootballbusiness.com. Log in. You can get 30% off the book between now and the end of April, and Barry will even sign it for you. Are we good to you or what? You'll sign it with a personal message. Hey, I read it, and I actually, I've got to be honest with you, changed my mind about Barry. You know, you remember all those peer point out posters. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. If it wasn't for him, we might have gone bust earlier than we did. We've got so much going on for you this evening. Oh, oh, am I good to you or what? It's the FA Cup. Are you ready for it? It is. I'll tell you what, it's our turn. Surely, surely it's our turn by now. Four times we've been there. Can we go all the way this season? <laughs> Something else I'd like to do more often, go all the way. I can't remember when that was either. Let me just take you back. See what you think of this. Brings a tear to your eyes, doesn't it? I'll tell you what, I didn't realise until I'd done that. There was no attempt at this. For those of us at a certain age, does that remind you of uh, a certain Simon Bates Radio 1 hour tune? It was in the mid-70s when I started to fall in love. It was 11 men, and I used to see them probably once a week. They didn't even know I was there. I was just a face in the crowd to them, but they looked resplendent in their blue and white. Do you think I could do a, Do you think I could be Simon Bates? Yeah, maybe not Simon then, maybe Master. 
<laughs> Again, that's another story. Hey, we've got a couple of guests out waiting patiently in the green room. Let me bring them in before they get bored. Uh, first of all, Craig, how the devil are you, sir? I'm, I'm good, Chris, thanks. I just got to say that uh, you're looking gorgeous, I must admit, in that uh, in that shirt tonight, plus all your uh, sexual in innuendos. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're. Um, you're going to get a whole new audience. <laughs> I tell you, we're. Um, it's like it's like Carry On FA Cup tonight. The show, I'll tell you. You know, <laughs> um, we've got a special competition going on, and we're going to have to thank this guy who's going to join us now, and that is a certain ex-player, Mr. Steve Linitz. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Good evening, guys. I'm fine, thank you. Good. Thank you for being Hi, so Steve. patient. I could, right. Did I? Did I? Did I? Do you think I could get a job radio one hour tune? Do you think and I, I've missed my vocation? No. Well, <laughs> I certainly, uh, bowing down a bit in case I heard the uh, innuendos because you might think I was on a porn channel again. So. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, if you watch this, to watch it on um, incognito, is it or whatever it's called, you know? But. Uh, Lay, it, it's semi-final weekend. One day, 23 hour, 20 minutes now. Not that I'm, well, I am counting. I've got to be honest with you. I am really excited. It has been literally, to say 1982 was the last time we were at this stage. And to celebrate the fact, um, and Steve has very kindly um, agreed to donate one of his programs from that, uh, from that game. There you go. I'm just trying to find it here, just there, indeed. And he will sign it for you. He will, indeed. This this is what it is. Have a look at this. Have a look at this. Stay tuned as it's competition time from Leicester Till I Die TV. And it's your chance to win. It is indeed, and as Steve just showed there, you can win a signed copy of this. He was in that game, and we're going to talk about that game a little bit, of course. There was so much, everything went wrong, and apparently there was a loose cock as well. I've got to ask Steve about his loose cock, I'll tell you. <laughs> Let's have a look. Steve will sign that for you. All you've got to do is make sure you subscribe to Lester Till I Die TV. You must be subscribed to the YouTube channel. And the question is, and I hope Steve's not going to give anything away here, the answer, the question is, who was the substitute? It was back in the day when we were only allowed one substitute. Who was our substitute on the day? As I say, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you put the answer in the comments, and it will be drawn on Sunday. We'll draw the winner out just before the uh, the kickoff. You obviously know the answer, Steve, but shh, don't say anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> Craig, I have to say, Craig always used to get me out with questions. He actually doesn't know, well, I didn't know the answer till I told him. So I actually got one over on Craig, which uh, make, makes my life worth living, I'll tell you. <laughs> tell me, I mean, we're going to, before we come on uh, to this, it, it was the last semi. I, I, I was there. Obviously, Steve was there. <laughs> Obviously. Were you there, Craig? I was there. I was, I was there indeed. I was uh, yeah. I was behind the uh, I was behind the goal where both goals went in, uh, unfortunately. And um, I, it was one. It's just something that always stayed with me. I can remember. Um, I think it was Ardiles crossed for Garth Crooks to score the first, and uh, 
I just remember that whole side of the stand that uh, that Spurs had going up in in unison, and um, it just wasn't it wasn't our day. I'd, 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 it's a bit harsh to say we didn't turn up. Steve would have a, a better opinion of that, I guess. But from a Leicester <laughs> fan, I think I think we got pretty much outplayed on that day. And it was one of the I, I think I've mentioned this before one of the best performances by an individual I've ever seen. I thought Glenn Hoddle was. Fan- fantastic on that day and we, we didn't seem to get anywhere near him but uh yeah you know we were still in it till towards the end and the unfortunate own goal but uh, it was a great occasion it just sad that we uh we fell at the final hurdle yeah a, a couple of hellos here um and uh miss molina molina enjoys me editing if nobody else does good evening molina thanks for joining us congratulations on arsenal doing what we couldn't last night and uh shoving things back in the face of Slavia Prague. Well done there on that one. Um, Can't say they didn't deserve it. Andy uh, says, I don't think we're going to have a better chance of reaching the finals this time. I would possibly agree with you on that. We will come on to that in in, in a second. Stefan, hi, boys. How are you? That's our erstwhile Aston Villa fan. Good evening, Stefan. Like I said the other day, we're, we're talking FA Cup semi-finals. One day, Stefan, one day, that could be you. And Andy very kindly says here, you have the face for radio, Chris. Well, thank you, Andy. I, I love you too. That's you off my Christmas card list. I was actually talking to the Saints fan on the Opposition View show last night, and one of his co-colleagues came on and uh, trying to claim that he was the eye candy for their channel. We've got our own eye eye candy this evening. Steve, I'll come to you about this. <laughs> our eye candy, being the ex-player. Um, what was this? I mean, Gary Lineker was saying nothing went right for you that day. You had an own goal. You know, Tommy Williams unfortunately broke his leg. And there was a cock on the pitch, was there? Yeah, they had a cock rolling uh, with the Tottenham colours around. And that was that was running around for a it was uh, other than the eleven Tottenham players, there was an extra cock on the pitch. But um... he wouldn't have been a fox. I know that. <laughs> we, we 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 could have done it. I mean, that was so long ago. I mean, you know, you you very kindly donated that uh, the, the the signed um, uh, uh, program. I mean, do you think people will notice if I pull my own name out? I, I have a feeling they just they just might yeah. do. Um, and it, it it just seemed a long time ago. Explain what you were doing, because I think you've done something with the club, haven't you, for the uh, uh, the semi final? Oh, just a little piece of central news that was that was on tonight. And yeah. It, oh, central news. That was it. Sorry, but you're you're on the website as well, aren't you? I don't know. I've not been on there to be honest yet. So I'll have to have a look. Oh, I thought I—I I could be wrong. Uh, I thought I saw that you—you—or they've written about you anyway on the website. <laughs> you obviously don't. If you don't know about that, they might have written it without you knowing. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, memorabilia, and uh, they've got—they've probably got a lot of juicy bits that you—you—you you, you can claim you didn't say. <laughs> but um, it—it it seems a long time, Craig, doesn't it? I mean. This is overdue, isn't it? It's got to be. I mean, for any any Leicester City fan waiting for a, for an FA Cup win, it's it's a test of endurance, isn't it? Um, hmm. You know, from going all the way back to that that Wolves one. You know, I'm sure there's still a, a few Foxes fans who have been around and seen them all. But 
you know, in my time, you know, I was I was born. I know you, you probably won't believe this, um, uh, Chris, but I was born for the the '69 Cup final. But uh, I was too young to know what was really going on. So the closest I got was that semi final that, that Steve played in, mm. uh, and we've been starved of success ever since. So um, I've got high hopes for this one, and hopefully they won't let us down. I was hoping that I'd got the right shirt on for for that game, but I think this was the shirt that came after <laughs> the season after that. Um, Steve, I mean, you know, as I say, going going back to that, and I mean, we did touch on this on Tuesday, but how how did how did Jock have you preparing for the for the game? He done it in um, just like every other game, you know. Um... Mm. We didn't. You didn't have much tactics in those days. You didn't have the formations. You didn't have the um, the technology that they got now. But it was a case of you know you've got to go out there, boys. You've got to play like you've done before. You've got to hustle them. But you know it was a bigger pitch. It was spread out. Um, you know we we couldn't get close to them to be honest for a bit. Do you think? And I'll stick with you for this one, if I can, Steve. I mean, it's going to be a big pitch tomorrow. Do you think that will suit Leicester's style of play more? I think so. I think it will do. You know, you've got the. I think because it's so big, you won't get caught out or you shouldn't get caught out with ball through the back four. But I think vice versa, you've got Vardy, you know, who likes the space. If they play to his strengths, because he is due a goal. And I think he'll come up with yeah. a bubble tomorrow. I think I think this game will suit him. But I just hope that Leicester, the Leicester that played Manchester United, turn up tomorrow uh, on Sunday. Don't don't we all? Yeah, not the Leicester that played uh, played Brighton. I can't be doing with another ninety fourth minute winner. I mean, Craig, I was speaking to as a last night to the Southampton fan. And I managed to do the whole show without mentioning any nine-nil results, <laughs> which I was quite quite pleased with myself. Um, the thing is, we, we, I suppose, as fans, when you're looking at ourselves, we knew who was through apart from ourselves at that point. But there was us, um, Southampton, Chelsea, Man City, and I, you know, I always sort of err away from sort of be you know, and always say, "Be careful what you wish for," following the Wickham Wanderers um, debacle. But we wanted Southampton. But I spoke to when I spoke to him, I said, as Southampton fans, were you sat there thinking, please get Leicester, please get Leicester? And apparently they, they were. They wanted us as much as we wanted them. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, the, you, you want to avoid Man City. And then, you know, I, I wouldn't have been overly worried about Chelsea, I don't think. Um, but definitely Southampton with a plum draw. And, and as you say, no surprise that they wanted us as well to avoid the other two uh, so-called bigger clubs. Um, I think both of us will go into the game thinking we've got a chance in this one. You know, the thing is, I mean, we talk about we never know which Leicester's going to turn up. I think it's even more so of Southampton. You know, they've had some fantastic performances and had some shockers as well. I mean, I didn't see the game apparently against West Brom the other night. They were awful. I mean, the only team that's had. You know, back-to-back -back season, nine nils. It's it's bizarre because I think he's a really good manager. He's got some really good players. But sometimes, you know, when something goes wrong for them in a game, they don't tend to be able to deal with it. Now, um, that happened in both of the nine nils against us and the, the, the other one. Uh, they had a man sent off and, and just couldn't deal with it. So, 
you do worry about their mental strength, I think. So I think if we can get on top and get an early goal, you know, I think that would be really important for us. Steve, the, the, the Mike, who is the Southampton fan from at, at, much, uh, at Match Vlogs on Twitter, it's not easy for me to say. I mean, he, yeah, he was actually, uh, he, <laughs> I saw a little rant from the show because they, they did a live watch along and um, it, 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 you'd have to, the bleeper was in full use, shall we say. Um, but he was saying that the, the problem that Southampton have got is that they are fixed in their ways. You know, Husenthal, and if I've pronounced that name right, Ralph, we'll call him Ralph for ease, is very much goes in to a match with a plan A and that's it. So like like Craig said, you know, you lose a player, you plan A, you've got to change it. He seems unable to do that. Brendan, he's a bit of a master at being able to change, you know, things mid-game, isn't he? He is, but then you've got to look at Southampton. When they do play to their plan A and they get it right, you know, uh, which they did halfway mm. when they went on that good run, you know, they get, they were getting result after result after result by playing the same way. Now, if Leicester allow them to start off and do well in their plan A, then Southampton will, you know, they'll grow with confidence and they'll get stronger and stronger. So, hopefully the first 10 minutes and the way Leicester are, and turn the tables round, that the quicker his plan A goes out the window. I had I'd forgotten at one point, Craig, Southampton were actually top of the league. Um, I think it was that yeah, weird were. weekend when I think there was four or five teams, us included, and it, and the, you know, it was the same weekend Tottenham were top of the league. You know, and as I'm, I'm looking at the season here, you know, they started off with a couple of losses, like uh, Steve's just said, they went on a good run of one, two, three, four, five, six games without losing. Um, they, they were up to third, you know, first, they ended up third that weekend, and yet they've now gone down to 14th. It, it, it is a, a thing about staying power with them, isn't it? It is. It's, it's strange because, you know, they lost Ings for a few games, I think, but not, not to the same extent that we lost um, players. I know I I think Vestergaard was missing for a while during that period and, and he'd been pretty solid for them because they do like that back three and he's been central to that. Um, but apart from that, I, I don't think they lost lots and lots of players like we did, you know, in key areas. But it seems like as soon as they lose one of their key uh, players, everything else shuffles around and, and they, they lose that fluidity that they've got. Because when they're, when they're all fit, and they're all playing well. They are a they are a very dangerous team. And I think even at the age he is, I think he's twenty eight or, or whatever now. I, I would take Danny Ings in a heartbeat to be honest, because I think he's he's one of the best strikers in the in the Premier League uh, at converting his chances. So there's always going to be a danger there, and uh, that's why I think it's really important that we impose ourselves on the game from the off. Craig, I'll stick with you with this one, if I can, because I read somewhere early on in the week that Danny Ings was out because he tested positive for COVID, but I haven't seen anything since. So I presume that good news, I think it was the Leicester Mercury reported that that good news isn't still good news and, he, and he's back. Hmm. He, wasn't, uh, he wasn't at a party last weekend, was he, by any chance? <laughs> Hey, I just hope you've remembered the party when you fit your team this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I uh, I haven't heard anything about Danny being out. Mm. To be honest, yeah, it would be a great uh, a great bonus for us, but I, I haven't heard anything. 
No. Uh, Steve, going into a game like this, um, semi-final, it's a break from the league. Uh, does league form mean anything going in? I mean, you know, we, we had um, the horrendous game for various different reasons last weekend. We know those. We, we've, we've gone over those. Um, I was so happy when I saw Southampton had lost to West Bromwich Albion because I think, you know, with, for me, with them, if had they won, and you would have thought normally it would have been the scoreway the other way around and it would have been 3-0 to Southampton. But they had a horrendous game. And that, to me, I'm thinking, well, they haven't got that psychological advantage. Does it mean anything, though, on, on, you know, when, you, when you come to a, a, a semi-final, what you've done in the league for the past few games? No, it, it all boils down to who wants to get through to the final. Um, I think... Danger is both teams have got to put in a performance because mm. of they've had, and I think yeah. it's going to be more inclined to put their their form back up to where they they were at the beginning of the season because I think Leicester have been consistent. You had a blip against um, West Ham, but mm. like Brendan, Brendan Rodgers, he can put it he can put it right, hopefully. Yes. But I think. More of a danger for Leicester because Southampton will want to now get back into it. And I think the danger man I feel for who Leicester go away go walk because the last few years he's been playing really, really well. You're breaking up a little bit, Steve, but I get what you're saying um, about Theo Walcott. Funnily enough, um, the Saints fans that I was talking because they did a show afterwards and I, and I was watching that and they. They're not Theo's biggest fans. They think they've got a better chance of beating us if Theo doesn't play. I think that's down to personal choice, you know, and I think yeah. the way they look at the game. But mm. they, like a couple of years ago that Theo Walcott was finished, but now the game of him this year, you can see a lot of um, how he used to be before coming back to his game, just like Lingard from uh, Man United. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just say thank you here because I do, I do wind him up a little bit, Stefan. Um, but he's saying uh, good luck for the Southampton versus Leicester City. Thank you, Stefan. Um, you, you know, you, you, you know, it's only banter. Um, Craig, we've got um, a, a guy on form up the front, so much so that yeah. Miss Molina, I've said to you, she, she's an Arsenal fan, but she's actually stuck. Inacho in her fantasy team this week. <laughs> She's got him in. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or whether that's going to mean he, like he'll suddenly, like Steve with his football predictions, is it going to have the opposite effect of, uh, of him doing well? But, you know, he is, they're saying in the paper, you know, he's come out the shadows. This is his time. And, you know, you, you just think every time he gets the ball, you know, he, 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 he could possibly, you know, score. Well, he's clearly playing with confidence. Uh, I mean, even in the West Ham game, you know, he was he was shooting yeah. from everywhere. I think, um, and uh, at the minute, you know, that uh, that left foot is is banging him in. He's definitely a confidence player. You know, we've said this all along. He needed a run of games, and uh, and it was nice. I, I really enjoyed the second goal, to be honest, because he anticipated that really well, and that's what you want from a striker. It's all very well, you know, the nice nice finishes and uh, banging them in from outside the box. But 
when you're in the box, it's very easy the way that ball came across for him to take his eye off it or to just think a defender was going to clear it. But he didn't. He was a, he was anticipating what might happen and he stuck it away really well. So he's at the top of his game at the minute. And uh, mm. and the fact that Jamie is providing a, a really good foil for him, he's not scoring. But as we've said before, Jamie makes a lot of intelligent runs to take players away, which is helping Ian Acho. So I think the two of them against their back three, you know, will will occupy those three and uh, and create space down flanks for us as well. So, uh, Ian Acho's doing great, and, and long may it continue. Uh, Steve, we we've kind of stumbled onto this formation, and but I don't care to be honest with you. It, it's it's working well, as Craig just said. Um, you know, it, it's. I just have a feeling that come you know things aren't going quite our way. The the player that that Brendan will sacrifice, as he did re- in, um, in 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 a recent game, is Kalechi Nacho, and he leaves Jamie Vardo on. But Kalechi Nacho is the the informed player, isn't he? The thing you've got to watch is where you play uh, most of the game on the pitch. If you're starting slow from the back. Iheanacho is not going to be much of a thread because you'll get to read the players because you've got time to watch the runs and whatever. But yeah. if let's playing higher up and playing him where he's a threat outside the box and in the box, you'll get the best out of him. But if you watch him, unless they get pushed back and they get stretched, he's not a kind of player, I think, like Vardy that can make things happen that way. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're coming. Scott's just... Bardi's Sorry, carry pace. on, Steve. Bardi's got the pace to create something where mm. it should have to be in the area where the players, I feel, to get the best out of them. Mm. Andy's just said, and we'll, we'll come on to this later, Andy, because um, uh, Craig's going to pick his team for us in a bit. I say party news allowing. Uh, Scott is asking here. Danny Ward's just signed a new contract. Do you think Brendan will play him on a Sunday? I mean, that's that's a oh, bless him. He's done well for us, but that's hundred percent no, isn't it, Craig? <laughs> um, without giving any spoilers away to the team, um, <laughs> no. I, you know, to be honest, it, it took me by surprise that he got a four-year contract because there's been a lot of talk mm. about how well um everson's been doing every time he's been on loan he's come back and he's got plaudits um he must be thinking that maybe you know he, he's gonna have to move on because you've basically just said your pathway to the first team is blocked for another four years so i i, I don't know steve would have a better idea of how other players react react to that when they see people in front of them getting offered longer contracts um, do you do you just put your head down and play through it and hope that your chance comes, or do you think, well, actually, at some point, I've got to I've got to move on. You know, we're already being linked with another young keeper, I think, from uh, Hartlepool. Yeah. yeah, so I, I I don't know. I was I was surprised it was a four year one. I must admit, but I I can't see him playing at the weekend. No. Do you think we're going to play four in goal at this rate, Steve? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, you've got to play played against Manchester. I don't think you need to change that. Um, I think you have to tread careful, like Craig's just said about um, 
squad players and that and people getting contracts and things like that, I think you could open a can of worms there. So I think Brendan has to be very careful now how he things. Yeah. Okay, let, let's have a look at how we uh, both got here. Well, not, not, not us, but I mean the football teams. Um, and I'll just bring it up here. It would be nice. I did actually just post a, uh, somebody, a Leicester fan has got a ticket. So there will be at least one Leicester fan there. <laughs> well, I presume he, he lives down there. But the worrying thing here, and again, I'll come to you with this one, Steve. Southampton haven't conceded a goal in the FA Cup. This the, the, this season that they, they got Shrewsbury Town and they admitted probably their easiest game two 0 They managed to beat Arsenal, which was a good result. A Wolves again another tight game, and they had the South Coast derby uh, against Bournemouth, which probably looking at it wasn't the hardest game. But you know they they, they haven't scored. You know they haven't conceded a goal. Um, should Leicester worry about that, or you know with Nacho on fire, should we not worry? I don't think so, because if you look at the earlier rounds, you know, you've you, you got to look at the teams they played and did all um, defence teams. And uh, were they bothered so much about the FA Cup? Were they mm. worried things further on down the line? But I think it still comes down to you forget everything that's gone on before. It's not going to help you, you know. And so you're just concentrating on this one game. The prize mm. is the end of the game. You know, you should be strong enough, fit enough and wanted enough to get through. And then you go into the game with that belief. But then on the pitch, things might, which you've got no control over. So it's then how Brendan gets them to adapt and, and change. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think any further results that happened before or how they got there should have anything to do with the game on Sunday. Yeah. Craig, our journey, um, you know, we were two at home, two away. We've only conceded ourselves two goals, so it's not, not you know, a drastic change. And we played, you know, a couple of uh, uh, championship clubs there. We, we you know, <laughs> the immediately forgettable 1-0 win over Brighton uh, and, of course, the superb game against Man United. We, we need the, the lesser that played Man United to turn up, not the lesser that played Brighton, as, as Craig said earlier. Yeah, I think, you know, and and I know how Leicester, Leicester fans feel. If if their tables were turned there and we'd not conceded a goal, all our Leicester fans would be saying, well, there's no way you're going to reach a final without conceding a goal. So, because <laughs> you know, we're, we're essential yeah. pessimists, aren't we? Um, yes, and and I think the same is true. I think it'd be very unusual for any team to get to the final without conceding a goal. So for me, that that stands us in good stead. But yeah, as Steve alluded to, you want the team who uh, who played Man U to turn up, and um, mm. you know that that game could have gone either way. To be honest, uh, you know we we made the most of the opportunities when we were on top, and as we you know everyone says the same: when you're on top, you need to score, and we managed to score at the right times during that game. Um, and we've got to do the same against Southampton. You know, we've, we've got to take our chances yeah. when they come along. Just looking at some uh, Opta stats here. Um, we played Southampton twice in the FA Cup, um, which, um, I, have I got that? I have, I have got the, the graphic here. Um, first A Cup first FA Cup game between us, and Craig will probably remember this, was 1898. <laughs> 
and <laughs> and it was Lester Foss, and I love that name. I love that name. And we lost two one. The last one was January two thousand and eight, um, which I just about remember. Southampton, and again we lost two nil. So we haven't got a, a great record. We've played them seven times in the FA Cup. We've won three, lost three, drawn one. Uh, let's hope we can tip that balance over. Um, we haven't beaten um, Southampton in the same season twice since 2011-12. Um, and this is our eighth FA Cup semi-final. Um, there's all the other ones, Steve. Um Again, you probably don't remember the early ones like Craig does, but Portsmouth was our first one. Uh, we lost 4-1. Uh, we we'll, uh, beat Portsmouth in 49. Uh, beat Sheffield United after two replays in 61. That was a superb year in 61. I've got to be honest with you. Fantastic year, 1961. Uh, Leicester City, we beat Liverpool in 63. Unfortunately, I've got to say this, Stephen. Don't hate me, please. We beat West Brom, yay, in '69, uh, and of course Liverpool and the and the, and the Tottenham one. Um, you, you can read too much into stats, though, can't you? I'm not a firm believer in stats, to be honest. Uh, as you can predict and things like that, but I think um, people do get carried away now with the stats. You know, you, I get many people saying, oh, we had 80-odd possession of the game and that we had 300 passes and whatever, but we lost nil. Yeah. You know, to me, I'd rather just say we won one nil. We didn't hardly touch the ball. We played crap, but we got the result. So hopefully... <laughs> <laughs> it is It is all about the result at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, you know, we, we proved with the championship winning side, uh, Craig, Stats mean nothing, you know. Virtually every game we had minimal possession, but we we won the league. Um, just checking it, uh, having won two of their first three FA Cup semi final ties between 1898, again, you were there, and 1902. Southampton have progressed from just two of their subsequent nine such matches. It, it we, we're so evenly balanced, it, it, it's it's scary, isn't it? We, we are, to be honest, we we are, but you know, we the table would suggest that overall we're a better team, uh, and if we both play to our standards, we should win, and and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Can you play to your full potential? If both teams do, we should come out on top. You know, they, yeah. they've got to play really well, and we've got to we've got to be off the pace. I think, and you would much rather be in a. Uh, in a position like that going into a semi-final, that's for sure. I remember, you know, when you look at that in the modern era, let, let's take out the, uh, uh, you're quite right, Andy, you say that. Um, in the modern <laughs> it's just, era, it's just revenge, you've got to look it's at, just revenge. Yeah. In the mo modern era, every time we've got into a semi-final where we've drawn, let's say, the favourites or the bigger team, we've lost. Uh, we drew West Brom in 69 and we got through to the final. I would suggest that if you want to look at uh, stats, <laughs> every time we've we've uh, drawn a team higher than us in the table, we've probably got beaten in a semi-final. And every time we've picked a team lower, we've gone through. So that's the stat I'll be looking at, Chris. And I, I know you, you always say, you know, we've got lots of stats and they don't mean anything, but that doesn't stop you trolling them out. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm just looking down all these Octa stats here, which seem to go on forever, and I'm trying to sort of – I'm grasping them at straws here to find one that uh, – that means apparently Leicester have lost all three of their matches at the new Wembley Stadium. <laughs> Great. Hello. That's uh, – but these these things have got to be broken. Steve, though, as you say said earlier, Jamie Vardy has scored in all three of his appearances at Wembley Stadium for Leicester, and the striker responsible for the Foxes' six goals at the ground. We keep saying every week this is the game where Jamie's going to break his duck, you know, and he's been on these runs before, and strikers do, and it happens. It's just noticeable with a striker when they're not banging the goals in, but. We need him just to sort of, if it goes in off his back, you know, if he farts and it goes in off his backside, I don't care as long as it goes in. But he's due a goal, isn't he? Yeah, you go back to the days when I played and, you know, you got Gary Lineker. Now, uh, from mm. the early days with Gary Lineker, Gary Lineker would have eight, nine chances, miss eight and score yeah. one. So I think the time to worry is when Jamie Bob doesn't get any chances because he's had chances in the game which just didn't go in. So yeah. I think it would be then if Jamie Vardy didn't have any chances, but he's getting in the positions. He's, you know, he's had his chances. They haven't gone in, but you know, that's, that's the law of averages. You know, he'll take that many punches before you land one back. And uh, mm. I think Jamie Vardy will uh, land one back with a vengeance. As long as he's, if he's not scoring, as long as he's setting up uh, for, uh, a Nacho, we, uh, we we can live with that, can't we? We can live with that. Well, I, Guys, I, we can... Sorry, mate. Sorry, carry on, Steve. A different Jamie Vardy since um, since the other guy's good run in Nacho. Mm. Vardy now is passing more in front of goal than he used to. He was, he was like Harry Kane. He'd get the ball, he'd shoot straight away. He'd always look to go for goal, but the last few games I've noticed now with um, Jamie Vardy, he's starting to look for other players. Now, mm. that's his downfall, to be honest. It could be where he's, he's not getting it. As a team player, he's starting to put other people in there in now. And, you know, you've got, you've got to pat him on the back for that. And also, Craig, of course, he's on just being on the pitch, if he's running at the goal, he's going to take players with him, defenders with him, leaving other players, Nacho, etc., you know, free to, 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 to have a shot. He, he, he does. You know, he, he does a, a lot of great running off the ball. And I think you touched on a game earlier, a, a, a couple of weeks ago, where it was Kalecci who was taken off. And I think it's, it's for that very reason that you know that if Jamie's still on the pitch, the, the the opposition can't push up the pitch as, as far as they would. So it leaves more room for our better players. So um, if you uh, if you left uh, Kalechi on and took Jamie off, I think the opposition would be much more comfortable at pushing on and squeezing the game. But they can't do that when Jamie's on. So even if he's not on his game, he's got such a reputation that it means that the opposition defences have to, to take his... Uh, take him into account. I think we can see from the comments there what, what we have gauged over these past few weeks, that Steve knows what he's talking about a lot more than uh, me and Craig from people's comments. Look, we're going to, um, it's going to be that time. We're going to have a look and see um, if Craig knows if anybody's been to a party or if not, if, um, if they deserve a, a place in the team. I'm just going to remind you of the competition, then we'll come back and we'll look at that team. So here we go. We're back in a sec. 
Stay tuned as it's competition time from Lester Till I Die TV. And it's your chance to win. It is your chance to win. And tonight you can win a copy of the 1982 semi-final programme. Leicester playing uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, not the great result, but... Steve Leinitz was in the Leicester team then. He's still got a copy. He's going to sign that and he'll send it out to the winner. All we need you to do is to be subscribed to the channel. You must be subscribed to the channel to take part and tell us who was the sub that day. Comment in the comments and what we'll do is we'll be having a look at that come um, the pre-match show on Sunday and we'll pick a winner. But you must be subscribed and tell us, I say, in the comments who the sub was that day. Oh, those are the days, eh, Craig, uh, Craig and Steve? One substitute each. <laughs> what? <laughs> now the subs, there's almost a full team on the subs bench, isn't there? <laughs> but I think back in the day, then I think it was more exciting. You didn't have the choice, did you? If, you, if you're going to make a sub for tactical reasons, you had to get it spot on. You know, and do you pick a defender, a midfielder, a striker? It's these, these managers have got it easy these days, haven't they, Steve? Oh, I believe so. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> but um, I'm going to probably go back to the Man United game, and I keep mm. on about it. But I don't know if you guys felt the same as me, but I felt that every Leicester City player. On that day, I felt that they were going to score. They looked mm -hmm. like it would have been anybody on the pitch looked a threat. And I think that, that's how you want to be at Hampton. It is. And I think, you know, we, we, we've we seen this year again, I mean, with Jamie not scoring, the goals have been evenly more spread this season. You know, Craig, you know, you've got Harvey Barnes, you know, James Madison. I mean, I know, you know, they've been out recently in Acho now. Uh, but it's good that, and it's nice because you, you can see, I mean, you know, you had a feeling at the start, for example, of the West Ham game, you know, we didn't start playing until the 70th minute. But like you say, when you're looking at the Man United game, we were up for it from the start. We, we were, you know, we went out with the right attitude and, uh, you know, whatever we say about who was uh, who was left out of that, that West Ham game, you know, it, it still must have had an effect on the rest of the team. You know, there was a lot of negative press around at the time. Training had been disrupted. You're training with players week in, week out, and then all of a sudden, you know, you've got to go with different players and a different formation. It must have had an effect and that does way on you a little bit and, and as soon as things go against you as they did sort of fairly early on it's difficult to pull back but the flip side of that is that um you know we did have a bit of a strength mental strength some resilience brendan mm -hmm. could see what was wrong in a half time made some little tweaks and we you know we could have easily got a point out of that game so the days where you know we couldn't we can't come back from games if things don't go well i seem to be well behind it this is a much tougher, yeah. tougher team, you know. So, you know, I, th I think they've got the mental yeah. resilience, and and there's some players there, Vardy, Schmeichel, who, you know, are probably not going to get this close to an FA Cup final again. So, mm. I would imagine that Vardy is is going to be fired up to try and um, make a statement in this game and get himself to a cup yeah. final. Terry says there, good evening, Terry. One sub and no VAR. Happy days. I've got to be honest with you. I was. Um, on YouTube earlier, and it was showing like the word, it was a clip, 
and I think there was two, and it was the worst VAR decisions of the season. And my God, when you put them all together, are they bad? Um, they <laughs> so no. And just to say, we, we, we do have a bit of a, a, a love affair, I think, going on here um, between Stefan and Miss Melina. I think you two guys need to get a room, but um, good luck to you both. And uh, as long as I get an invite to the wedding, and uh, I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be quite happy. Lester till I die dating dot com. That's what we need to bring in, right? Steve said earlier it's easier being a manager these days. Let's see if that is true. <laughs> Craig again has gone for a formation that doesn't exist on any of the uh, uh, things, so I can't I can't pull the team up as we as we go through it. So what I'm going to have to do is just put the team up there, and then you can talk us through it, uh, Craig. Mm. So th 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 there is the team, as they say. Um, like you said, there's nothing you gave away earlier. And Steve can sort of let us know whether he, he agrees with this or not. Um, Schmeichel in goal, obviously. I mean, that, that was, that, that was like I say, the, the world's worst kept secret, probably, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it's, it's difficult to, you know, when you put teams out there and you're trying to, to, to show where their positions may be. We know that playing with the wing-backs... You know they're, they're going to start deep and, and exploit the space in front, and that's why I've gone for a fairly, you know, Chris, I've gone for a fairly, uh, uh, you, you could say narrow, um, midfield and, and, and strike force because I'm expecting the width to come from the two wing backs with us, uh, having a very strong, possibly the strongest back three that we've got there. And you know, I'm, I'm not a hugest fan of, uh, of a back three, but it seems that Brendan is um, so I think he's having everyone available I think he's going to go with that Soyuncu Chu Evans and Fafana back three um, the difference comes here with the, the two wing backs and I base this basically on uh, some things that Brendan's come out and said this week mainly about Castagna where he thinks that playing him on the left hand side has uh, sort of spoiled that. his natural yeah. tendencies to get forward um, that he doesn't mm. seem as comfortable getting forward on the left-hand side as he does on the right. Uh, and I think that's been um, pretty obvious in the last few games. Castagna's not really been the threat that we've seen from him in the past. So it came down to a choice of was it Castagna or Ricardo on the right-hand side. And I've just gone for Ricardo because I think he's a little bit more direct uh, and aggressive. Um, and Thomas did, did, no, uh, did himself no harm again when he came on. And I think... When he's allowed to go forward, I think uh, I think he does a really good job, and he's got more of a natural delivery from his left foot into the striker. So that's why I've gone for those as the wing back pairing. No, 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 Castagna at all, though. You've you've dropped him totally for for Thomas. Yeah, but but for those reasons, as I say, if if he's mm. if he's you know if 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 his threat is lessened by playing down on the left. Um, then if you've got a, someone who can deliver the ball better, which we have a natural left footer with Thomas, then I think, you know, Wembley's a big, big pitch uh, and I know he's, he's a youngster and, and it may be a, a big occasion for him, but every time he's been brought into a big game, he's not let anybody down, uh, Thomas. So I think there'll be a lot of space for him to get forward to and, uh, and his delivery is pretty good, to be fair, off that left foot. Whereas you've got Castagna, who is always looking to cut in on his right. So, unfortunately for this one, 
you know, you can go down these routes where you just want players and they're the best players, so you try and force them in somewhere. But I don't think that's always the best route, you know. So sometimes you've got to play the best player in the best position. And on this occasion, it means Castagna misses out and uh, and takes a place on the bench. So you choose straight back in? Yeah. I think he's, uh, he's you know, he's, uh, he's solid, isn't he? You know what you're going to get from him. And I think sometimes, as uh, Steve alluded to, you've got um, Theo Walcott who comes in down that right-hand side. I don't think he's going to fancy meeting Soyuncu coming the other way, to be honest. So I think a few early challenges there may, uh, may uh, uh, curtail Walcott's runs, I think. And they sometimes play with that two up front as well with Ings. Uh, and Shea Adams as well, um, so I think I think you need that solidity that Soyuncu gives you, and I think he'll be uh, he'll be dying to get back on the pitch after uh, being forced to miss the last couple of games. So, Steve, so far, what what do you think? A the formation, which is the three at the back, turning into a, a five, obviously when we're defending, or a three when we're going forward. Fafana, Evans, um, Schmeichel with Thomas and Ricardo as wing backs. I'm not, to be honest, I'm not really a big fan of wing-backs on a, on a big pitch like this because it all depends where your wing-backs are going to be the most dangerous. Because if you're playing too far back on a big pitch, it's a long run to get forward. And to be yes. fair with the modern I see it at the moment, that teams are getting in positions to run at people wide or cross the ball wide, but then they'll stop they'll play it square, they'll play it back. So, for me, the general play of the modern game is always played in So, you can, you know, you can adjust, you've got time to adjust, you can move your tactics. But I'd like to see teams more getting behind uh, behind teams and running, at, uh, and running at players because... Your wing backs are going to be no good if they're doing it from just inside their own half or towards the top on a big. And I think then you might come into where you're going to get really stretched and Southampton will come through the through the gaps. Yeah, Stefan. By the way, um, I was only joking, but I think you, you're you're thinking of something in the garden because you were say you say not a weeding. I don't know if uh, if you're going to get your rubber gloves on and go out and do a bit of digging. Uh, indeedy, um, Craig, yes, indeedy. He, he, again, he's got to be in there, hasn't he? Yes, he's he's, uh, he's probably the best uh, in the in the division in that position for me. Um, I think he's, you know, you would say that the only area that he can probably improve on is his shooting. Um, it's not the best, to be honest, but that's not what he's there for. He's there to to break up the play and provide that extra defensive cover, particularly when the wing-backs have gone. I think uh, it, it allows, allows the two wider centre-halves to cover around wide when indeed uh, it's in front. But uh, I take on board Steve's, Steve's comments. I think if you've got, um, particularly on a big pitch, if you've if you're if you're playing with the back four and you're asking your full-backs to, to get forward as well because their natural instincts are to get forward, then they have got more space to cover, actually, I think, if they're playing from particularly you know, right and left back positions. Because I think we're we we we're blessed with full backs, wing backs who want to get forward. So I think if you had more defensively minded ones, then I think on a big pitch, 
I, I can see it. But I think I think it takes a little bit away from Thomas, but particularly Ricardo, if you're asking him to to start from a further back position. But um, but yeah, I mean, you've played in more bigger games than I have, Steve. That's for sure. Uh, if you've played in one, you've played in more bigger games than me. But uh, it, it'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting how how Brendan goes. I just think that he likes the three at the moment. He seems to be set in his ways of playing the three. I think the three will be work work fine if you're pressing in front, and I think um, Brendan has to go out with mentality like you you both said again tonight. You need to be in their faces, in their half, straight from the off, which will dictate your system and how you play. I think if you do a slow from the back, you know, and you do get you get and. What you need, or what we used to do, is get a player on one on one. So then, once you have gone past him, you know, then someone else has to come towards you, which then creates another space. But you know, the, the slow build up play, you're always looking at a bank of four and a bank of five that you're playing against, and you never seem to get past them or through them. You have to go across. And I think the only game going back to it is the Man United game. I felt that Leicester attacked from every position every player made forward runs and everybody looked like on the pitch that they could score at any time and uh, I, I just hope that they can be the same again on Saturday because I think you try and depend on too many the same people scoring the goals and I want to yeah. see on Sunday where any one of the Leicester players is a threat that that would that would be nice. They just just get some goals. That that would be lovely. Um, Tillemans again go, goes without out saying. Um, Brendan said in his press conference, Craig, uh, backing up what you've done here, Leicester players dropped for COVID nineteen breach can make amends on the pitch. And with that in mind, you've brought um, Madison back into the fold from the uh, from the get go. I have. Um, I think there's a couple of reasons. I think on this pitch, you know, it's a big pitch on this stage. You know, Madison's a, a big game player for me. He likes that, that stage. And I would imagine he's going to be hurt as well from everything that's been said about him. He'll, he'll probably, you know, be sulking a little bit during this week in terms of, you know, thinking what he did wasn't that bad. He's been you know, treated unfairly, whatever. But he's got the perfect stage to actually show everybody what he can do, you know. And I think bringing him off the bench, you know, if you're bringing him off the bench to turn a game, then there's a lot more pressure on him. I think if you're bringing him on when the game's already won, then he, he, he's not had an impact on it. For me, this is you start him and you go out there and you, you tell him to show everybody who's watching um, what he can actually do when he's on the football pitch. I think it's a perfect stage for him. Indeed. And um, my worry a little bit there is, will he try be trying too hard? I mean, if this is possible, Steve, you know, as an ex-player, you know, sometimes you go out and you're trying too hard to do, be good. You know, you've had a bad couple of games, let's say, and you want to go out, you've got a point to prove. And will he make that pass through to Vardio and Acho when they're on goal? Or will he try and score himself because he wants to, like I say, make that point? What do you think? 
I think it could, uh, like Craig, like Craig said, I think it could go one or one of two ways. I think mm. uh, on the pitch, thinking I've got a point to prove, and then the point will be, okay, I did make a mistake. But, you know, I am mm. the player I need to play. Or it could be there's a, which some players do get modern times and our time is that they do start to get a bit too big for the club, and it's a case of, oh. I don't give a damn anyhow, you know, I can go somewhere else because there's interest from other places. So the character of the player, you should always see the next game that comes in to, to prove the right point, which is, OK, I cocked up, but I deserve to be in the team and I am going to make Leicester City tick. And I think if he does that, I think everything will be forgotten. Yeah. I don't, don't think it's forgotten because of... Um, you know, you have these laws, you have these rules, and you have to, you, have to, you know, you have to stamp your authority on it, or you know, you'd have no, no control at all. But I think if he goes out with that, you know, temperament, and said, right, I'm going to prove to you what a player I am, then the yeah. only, the only thing that's going to be, not Madison, it's going to be less. I did see Craig. I, I, I messaged this to you earlier. I didn't see, in fact. So somebody. Sent me a text, and and you know what rumours are like that that Madison has, has put a transfer request in. I mean, I I, I actually think that is uh, a load of the old um, proverbial cow poo, to be honest with you. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to the guy, the guy that actually messaged me, good, great guy, and you know I think he know he's obviously picked up on it somewhere. Um, he, he, I don't think he'd gain anything, would he, if if he moved now. I don't think so. Um, you know, he's in a good place. He's, um, he, you know, but we know Brendan. Brendan's a, a bit of a father figure to, to a lot of these guys. I know uh, Fafana has come out and said that in the in the past week that it's it's like having his dad there. I think Madison's in the the best place to learn, and and this is part of his learning. You know, we he is fairly young. I know we shouldn't really make excuses for it. But he's a bit of a cocky kid, isn't he? You know, and and sometimes, you know, you need that father figure. You know, in very much the same way that Alex Ferguson was with a lot of his young players. You know, they could have gone the wrong way, but they had the right manager at the right time to bring the best out of them. And I think I think Brendan will put him in because he'll want to see how Madison reacts. You know, he'll want to see Madison show that he is an integral part of this football team. And he's got a player who it's worth persevering with, even if he's having these problems with him. Because the worst thing is, if somebody's giving you trouble off the pitch and they're not performing on it, there's no point in keeping them. So this is Madison's stage to, you know, if he wanted to push for a move, there's no better stage than Wembley. But also there's no better stage for him to prove to Brendan that he deserves to be in this team. Yeah. Um here we go. Never bite the hand that feeds you, Andy. That's true. Scott, again, I, I haven't heard this, but apparently Man United have had talks in regards to Fafana. I doubt we, we don't need to sell these days. And I think you'd be paying more for Fafana than they paid for um, Harry Maguire. And I think they've, they've been burnt a, a bit with the not that he, he's not particularly, you know, playing well, but he's just, um, they just, 
it's the amount it's the amount of money that they're paid for and i think we'd be asking a, a lot more for fafana um facebook user here apparently saying about madders being on the golf course but apparently according to the golf course it was the morning where we know we weren't playing till the afternoon and he he only played nine holes and if if if, it, if that is the case Personally, I don't have a problem because it's his personal time when we're not playing, and he's gone back to watch the you know the guys on the TV. You know, fine. You know, if he, that that morning's his. My worry with your team there, Craig, and we, we, we again we're taking Acho and Vardy at the moment as a as a given. Uh, I'm kind of unfortunately I disagree with Steve. Go with you. I, I'm quite a lover of wing backs at the moment. Um, so. I was surprised with the lack of Castagna, but I'm just checking. You allowed five subs in, in FA Cup games this year. So, if, you know, he, he can see if Thomas is feeling, you know, if he's not playing to his best, he can always bring Castagna on purely, can he not, Steve, as that older head. And he might lose something by putting him on the left, but he's got the experience that maybe, you know, Luke Thomas hasn't. I think you go back to what Craig says. I think when you start playing players out of position, I think you're uh, you're weakening your team mm. because um, you're not getting out the best him especially and the people around him because they won't be expecting the moves that he does on the left that he would be doing on the right. So yeah. you know you're slowing your thinking time down because you know you get a lot of people, uh, who get the ball and you know you're watching to see what they do with it and then. You know, make sure half a second slow. You're not reacting there. You're quick. Now I'm a big at Mark Albrighton because I know as soon as the guy gets the ball wide, he's looking to whip it in straight away. Mm -hmm. So straight away, then you look at the players that think, as soon as the ball's going out to Mark Brighton, Albrighton, I'm going to start making my box because they know he's not going to mess about with the ball. He's not going to cut it back. He's just ball in. And I think if you can get that happening on the pitch all over. That's where you create your space. That's where you create your threats because I don't want less than dimensional team where you've only got one, you know, and you start to read the threats. Yeah. I mean, Craig, Mark O'Brien, he's, I think this season, I mean, he, he's played well, you know, he's, 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 he's done what has been asked of him um, and, you know, he can't ask more than that. But he seems to have more of an impact coming on as a sub than when he started games, you know, from, from the get-go. Yeah, I think so. I think you can either... You, you can you can bring him on to do one of two things. You can bring him on to offset running and just getting balls into the box or he's got that experience of, as well of he knows how to use the ball, how to keep the ball, what areas to take up in in, in that. Uh, and on a big pitch, I think asking him to, to start would be a bit much, to be honest. Um, I think he's much more useful coming off the bench, depending on how the game's going. I think he can have much more of an impact uh, as a 20-minute sub rather than being on from the start. Yeah. I can say, my only, my only disagreement, it's not often I agree with you, um Craig and, I, and I'm therefore not going to tonight. So, like I say, the team I get, I, I would have because Castagna. It's not that he's not used to playing on the left. He's not being in a way played out. Although right is his strength, he has played 
for you know previous teams he, you know he, you know atlanta he's played for the national team on that position so he can play in that position but like you say you know like i said you know you've got five subs so that can you know it's not just the three if, if thomas struggles it is, it is one of the options there but uh, guys we've been going over just over the hour now so um i didn't know i could last this long <laughs> we're, we're we're back to the carry on football <laughs> innuendos aren't we but um i've gone for two one I'm dreading asking Steve. I, I, I think I'm going to hide under the table at this point. <laughs> I've gone. I think it will be tight. I think, unfortunately, Leicester have. Although Soyuncu's back, we do seem to have the habit of being able to concede a goal. But I'm going for a two-one to Leicester. Let me come to Steve first and always get the, always get the bad one out the way. <laughs> Let's see what you're going for, Steve. This is your time to shine. I'm time to shine, and I think Sunday is going to be a Vardy day. And I'm going to think Vardy's going to come back with a vengeance, and Leicester going to win 2 0. 2 0. That would be good. That would be good. TM there agrees with me 2 1. Um, Craig, are you, are you going to agree with me? No, of course not. It was silly. No, I didn't think um, you would. <laughs> no. Um, I've got a feeling it's going to be an open game to be honest, and um, I'm, I'm going to go for a, a very enjoyable 4-2. Oh, God, no, I couldn't I couldn't survive. Remember, I've got a bad heart. I couldn't survive through a 4-2. <laughs> that would do my head in. That said, um, none, none of you think it will go to extra time and penalties then? I'm hoping it's not. No. Uh, no. I, don't think, I don't think it would do... The team that played Man United turn up, but I think it would do it against Brighton turn up. That that yeah. is the thing, and the the funny thing is, like I say, we, we are saying that, and Southampton are saying that about their team as well. You know, it's uh, yeah, we're, we're all in the same boat. See, just ju just show us the program again. That program has been in a place since the cup final, and it is in prestige condition. So. Signed and sent to whoever um, guesses who the substitute was. I I, I, I'll, have, I'll have to enter under uh, under a pseudonym or something. You know? <laughs> That's the thing. So yeah, all you've got to do, remember, guys, is if you want to win a copy of that um, the 1982 um, oh, so program from the semi-final. Couldn't think of the word then. Uh, when we played Tottenham and Steve was in the team, um, just make sure you are subbed to the channel. You must be subbed to the channel to, to be in and just comment. You've still got, you can still comment after the show's finished about who was a substitute on that day. Five substitutes at the moment. You only allowed one back in them days. Uh, and as somebody said earlier, no VAR either. Um, Craig, thank you very much, mate, as always. Um, Welcome. The white, the the wise old sage, as he is called. I think you should sign in as that. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just old. I'm neither wise or a sage. And Steve, like I say, Same Steve is just the eye candy. So, 
So, guys, thank you very much, both of you. Stay safe, and let's hope we're talking next week with huge, big smiles on our face, and we're off to Wembley, when hopefully, as well, the fans will be back. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Yeah, thank you. Good night, cheers. Thank Bye, everyone. Cheers. Night. So thanks to um, Craig, thanks to Steve. Um, what a great prize. Surely you want to win it, don't you? Surely. Stay tuned as it's competition time from Leicester Till I Die TV. And it's your chance to win. It is your chance to win. I can do that. You just heard sub to the channel you must be i can't say that after you must be sub to the channel and you've got to stay subbed because when we pull it out on sunday the winner when we pick the winner that person has still got to be subbed so don't sub enter and then unsub because you won't be subbed when we, we go to pick we look back at this and pick the winner make sure you're subbed to the channel lester till i die tv uh on youtube it's very easy just click that subscribe button and then tell us who was the named substitute, just the one substitute that was allowed in the 1982 FA Cup semi-final between Leicester and Tottenham. And I should, of course, you should know, but I'll explain anyway, it is the um, Leicester substitute. TNC applies, of course they do always, and they're available on the website, leicestertillidie.com. We're available if you want to listen to this back. Uh, listen to me, Craig, and Steve, and we're probably like uh, like somebody said earlier, Andy. I think we we, we oh, well, I've got the face for radio. I don't know about the other guys. You can get us on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and Podcast Addict uh, under Lester Till I Die. And don't forget. Also, you can get 30% off uh, Barry Pierpoint's Minding My Own Football Business, Leicester City's first chief executive. It's the story of Leicester City in the 90s. Go to all the W's.MindingMyOwnFootballBusiness.com and you'll get 30% off. And if you ask very, very nicely, Barry will even sign it with a personal comment. Um, what those comments will be after we all hold up signs saying Pierpoint out, I don't know. I can't comment on that. Oh, are we excited or are we nervous? I've got to go and buy a colostomy bag because I don't think I'll be able to sit through 90 minutes and be able to not use or or just take a portable telly in the toilet, whichever I suppose is, is easier and cheaper. But I am getting excited, but I'm also getting really, really nervous. It's going to probably be the best chance we've got of getting to the final. Who do you want in the final? I want Chelsea. I think Chelsea can do Man City, and I think we will stand a better chance against Chelsea than Man City. There it is, Sunday, 18th of April, 2021, 6.30, Leicester Till I Die TV, the FA Cup semi-final. Are we going to have another 9-0? I don't think so, but a 1-0 would do. Guys, we're going to see you. We'll be back on the match day on Sunday at 4.40. Uh, we're joined by ex-Fox um, Richard Smith and, of course, Josh. We'll be looking at the team and we'll see if Brendan's taken Craig's advice. Of course he would, wouldn't he? Taking Craig's advice and gone for the team that he's picked. And then we'll be back 40 minutes after kickoff with the post-match show. Fingers crossed, guys. Get excited. 
Let's enjoy the weekend and let's hope we're going to enjoy Sunday, even if I am going to miss line of duty. Hey, one of those things. Stay safe, guys. Good night. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. So people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now over. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.